I'm, I'm live. I'm late. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. Oh, uh, I was desperately trying to find a spreadsheet because uh, I, I always like to share spreadsheets with you all. Uh, I'm now scrolling through Twitter like there's no tomorrow. Um, uh, yeah, I always like to find this, uh, spreadsheets to, to share with you, but I can't really find the spreadsheet that I use for this. God knows where I've put it. Normally, I'm much more organized, but it's gone missing, uh, which is fine. It's not going to be a problem for the episode. Um, uh I'm just uh, using my uh, normal We Are Live for Rail Natter tweet, which is fine. I put that there. No, don't. I don't want to have Twitter blue. God, why have they put that there? They've moved it again. Pin. Good. Close. Oh, my goodness. So. Ah, hello, everyone. Oh, so many. Uh, yes, me getting stuck. Uh, happy National Apprenticeship Week to all my fellow apprentices uh, within transport. Or should that be... Me say happy National Apprenticeship Week to all my fellow apprentices with the transport cookie. Uh, that was from Cookie Monster. Thank you, Cookie Monster. Uh, always good to have updates. Um, hello, yes, good, marvellous. Uh, yes, yeah, sadly, the hello, Katie, hello. First time you've made it to a live stream in ages. Hello, everyone. Oh, this is a bit of a calamity, wasn't it, in me being late? Also, I'm sad that I can't share spreadsheets with you, but I can share hastily assembled maps with you. But more about that, look, if you want to see, look, there's some, there's some maps. And uh, we can we can hide those layers because we don't need those. What we do want to do is probably actually uh, what's all? Oh yeah, yeah. Probably I want to put pop existing network in there. Um, it's probably what I want to do, isn't it? Yeah, just pop that up there. Um, so we've got the existing network, and we've got some quite some quite hard to spot because Google Google Earth is actually a rubbish tool, and I should learn how to use QGIS. Uh, because visualizing the things that I want to visualize on here is not so straightforward. Because you can, as you can see, there's, there's there are some dots here, but they're very difficult to spot. Look, there's one. There's a dot. There's a dot, and it's in the middle of that there London town. So uh, fine, there is a dot. We'll we'll come back to that dot. Uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, that wasn't Yoda. No, uh, Adam Evans wants me to get Matt Men on. Yeah, right. Okay. So without further ado, let us. Uh, by which I mean me. Uh, check that I have, in fact, uh, got the approval. Oh, no, in fact, the first thing I need to do is uh, this episode, of course, brought to you by the Class 152, of which um, Jack Elliott, uh, no one likes the uh, the, the Cookie Monster uh, uh, impersonation. Okay, that's fine. Sorry, everyone. Uh, I don't don't even don't even stop me uh you better believe that voices are going to are uh, going to be part of uh, one or more of the pre-records for for upcoming pat leap anyway more on that later right here this is clearly not a well the 152 in your minds never existed however you can see that there is uh in front of you in fact a class 156 in a partly demolished original open station that before they turned open station into just an absolutely dismal horror show uh, one of many stupid regional railway decisions, uh, in Scotland particularly. So here is a 156. Now, uh, Cash Strap Regional Railways um, did in fact have a plan, to, much like the 155s, to split the 156s in half into one-car units uh, that were cheaper to run in theory, although by a trivial amount, frankly. Uh, bearing in mind how relatively cheap one a two car 156 is to run splitting in half isn't that much cheaper um splitting it in half and calling them class 152s which is bonkers uh yeah the plan was to split the dang thing in half and call it a class 152 so there you are class 152 um for episode 152 
Uh, oh, I didn't close the door behind me. Oh, and also, I've, oh, that is on. Good. You can't. Oh, you can't see me anyway. Fine. Marvelous. Right. Anyway, I'm waffling. So there we are. Class one fifty two. Without further ado, oh, while I catch my breath and work out what the hell's going on, uh, welcome to tonight's real matter. <laughs> City 225 fades away. We have to first, before we begin on our mapping odyssey, we have to talk about the news. Uh, first of all, we, we need to talk about taking Bradshaw's name in vain because Mark Harper, the, um, the Secretary of State for Transport today, as of recording, um, gave a speech, gave a speech kind of reigniting the fire under the boiling pot that is um, British Rail 2. Uh, uh, as he was at pains to say that it wasn't, um, and uh, so so uh, this this it's a long rambling speech that you can find the the link to, and it, and it, it said, for for a lot of words it says remarkably little. Uh, one thing that's good about it, at least something's happening. Fine, my goodness. Um, what isn't so great is um, that there is a lot of politics going on uh, as as you can see in this um screenshot of uh, three paragraphs apart from each other we have um this is not going to be network rail 2.0 nor a return to british rail taking politics out of the railways is the only way to build a truly commercially led industry wait what commercially led industry so there's nonsense in there there's stuff about him wanting more roads all that sort of good stuff but if i highlight taking politics out of the railways uh, as you'll see uh, only a paragraph later political content removed so yeah um mark harper is a very hostile player in 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 the in the world of transport he is fixated on spending more on roads he is absolutely fixated on the idea of low passenger numbers low uh and he keeps referring to small numbers of uh you know small percentage of of journeys when he's very tactically not referring to distance traveled which would which is where you're you know it would be when, when idiots talk about one percent mode share then it's not one percent mode share it's one percent of journeys representing about 10% of, of passenger miles uh, travelled uh, or ton miles travelled. So it's it, it's nonsense. And obviously we should be making that number go up. So yeah, there's a lot of problems. And he, he consistently misdiagnoses the problem uh, and, and says, you know, we, we need to talk about the all of the wonderful private investment that's come into the railway since privatisation. Uh, nope. That private investment looks like private investment, except that it's at tremendous cost to fare and taxpayers because they have to pay for it at a much higher return rate. Otherwise, the private companies wouldn't do it. They have to pay for it at a much higher return rate than if government had borrowed to pay for that stuff in the first place. Um, so, yeah. Also, things like not making it Network Rail 2.0. Network Rail is the organization that you should be taking and expanding and changing the name of, not creating a new organization, because Network Rail has all the people in place that you need to do all the stuff. So why on earth will you create a new organization and shed all, you know, and all the pain of losing staff from yet another reshuffle? Keep Network Rail, rename it to British Rail. Yeah, problems. And of course, there's a fixation with keeping private companies involved, even though... Uh, there will be absolutely no space for them to do anything of any value other than just a reason to just give them a uh, give them a fee every year for no reason. It just makes no sense. Anyway, so name uh, news number one, news number two, high speed nothing. Uh, 
not much saying this. The, re- the reality is that all of this HS2 stuff is speculation. I'm sure some of you have been seeing it in the news. The pain is all of this discussion is irritating nonsense that is representative of real discussions that are happening. So whilst the, the Telegraph's ridiculous speculation of halving the number of trains to six trains an hour over the over the over the, the uh, over HS2 is um, is them taking a punt slash just relying on a Tony Barkley letter, I think. Um, it does represent some of the stupid discussions that are happening within government that are worth kind of becoming increasingly angry about. And I have to say, I'm getting exhausted by it because, um, oh my goodness, just they should never have altered the Houston plan. Delivering it as a one-hit wonder was always going to become very expensive, very challenging, and then you and ultimately delay until the, the line can open. You, you could a staged approach would have meant you could have opened it for the for the initial phase one services far earlier than building the whole damn thing in one go. Just a very very stupid maneuver. Uh, Doug Okavie has a lot to answer for on that front, I'm afraid. Um, but yeah, it's it's actually HS2 is is still happening. Um, it's actually very exciting. We should all be excited by it, but the, the, this, this constant news is very frustrating. Anyway, we must, um, we must, I say, jump forwards to talk about the big four. And we have to talk about these four railway companies. Um, hello, everyone. Hi. Hi, hi. Um, uh, Victoria Almori uh, says corporate restructuring means only uh, kind of a, has only one intended outcome. Uh, you know, what I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, um, sorry, I, I, it's been a bit of a day. Anyone following me on Twitter today will realize that I've been doing kind of dismal shenanigans all over the place, um, uh, attempting to get to my job in Manchester and then come back. It's hard work. Um, Yes. Yeah, I did pop up on TLDR News. Uh, the, the mixed feelings on the... the overall, to be honest, the, the overall piece is kind of basically fine. Uh, and they did give me plenty of time to kind of say my piece. So I can't really begrudge them. It. Um, it, was, it was not an unreasonable summary. Anyway, here we are. The big four. Uh, the LMS, LNER, GWR, and Southern Railways. Uh, in 1923, these railways were created. Um, and this was you know, not necessarily a, a dreadful idea. It was kind of happening anyway. Um, there were some negative side effects. One of the negative side effects is that uh, a rolling program of northern electrification, both on the east coast and uh, kind of in the northeast and the northwest of um, of Britain, was was canned off. Um, the LMS were incredibly hostile to you know the L- the LMS board was incredibly hostile to um, electrification. They didn't care for it, uh, and so they sacked um, uh, Henry O'Brien. And his boss, the chief mechanical engineer of the LNY, the Lancashire and Yorkshire, because both of them put up a fuss and a fight saying, no, you need to electrify the West Coast Main Line. You need what, what is now the West Coast Main Line. You need to electrify more, just electrify more. Um, and they vigorously, uh, they, well, they were sacked for it, uh, which you can all read about in this, in this fine book here. Uh, Henry Owen O'Brien, yeah, this book here, well worth a read. If, if you can get hold of it, big face, you can get hold of it. Worth reading. It's all about elect. It's well. It's all about this guy, but within it is some important stuff about the history of electrification in int int UK. Uh, a worthy read. Anyway, right. Let me slide that back in there. Fine. In, in pride of place next to Simon Bradley's uh, railways. So let me continue on these. So the other side effect of 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 the grouping is that essentially you had um, some quite substantial bits of railway grouped into awkwardly grouped in. Uh, to, for example, the 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 Great Central 
uh, railway is a good example, grouped into the uh, the LMS and therefore never really cared for or, or, or found very interesting and, 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 not, and, and, and not seen as a priority. Another challenge of, of, with these is that when eventually you get British rail forming, which I put a, should have put a slide in for, um, when, when British rail forms, when you get nationalisation, or British railways, as it was, um, you get nationalisation in 1948, essentially you retain this very entrenched um, tribalism of the, of, of, the big, of the big four. The consequence of that being, rather than taking a proper strategic look at what Britain's intercity rail network should have looked like, you know, at the time thinking about where express trains would have gone and which the trunk routes that were that should have been kind of um, uh, enhanced, expanded and so on. You know, for example, modernization, you know, modernization looked at the West Coast Main Line, but actually the West Coast Main Line was the main line railway of the London, Midland and Scottish. It wasn't the strategic route that could have provided, you know, the, the ideal strategic link linking up britain's main cities um and so i kind of thought well, part of some as part of some prep work uh sorry kevin tennant you're right great central was grouped into the lnr thank you uh, this is why kevin is here to keep me right thanks kevin uh thanks everyone else who's keeping me right on the facts you can you can keep me right on the facts yes of course it was the lnr of course it was which makes even less sense just bizarre anyway um the consequence of of these uh, entrenched behaviours of of, the, of what were the boards of these companies basically becoming the management structure within within British Railways was that they retained a a very pretty much retained that view of our railway our mainline, and the consequence of that was also that and in fact when the Conservatives got back in again, uh, in, what was it fifty one, fifty three. Anyway, when Churchill got back in and then the Conservatives got back in, they intended, they, they were, there were big leaps. And actually, you can read quite nicely about this in, um, in David Lawrence's British Rail Design, which is also a very good book, which I recommend you reading. Yeah, yeah. British Rail Design. It's gorgeous. It's got loads of gorgeous stuff in it. If I open a picture, it's, it's, it's open a page. Ah, let me open a page that looks nice because uh, you can look at things like uh, some of this stuff here. Yeah, in fact, this is the page that makes my case for me. This page here shows you some of the designs, particularly the bits here, that were intended for. Also, the, look at that italic. That's such such like fifties, uh, sixties vibes, Britain. Um, British Rail was kind of rather than going into more centralisation, um, the Conservatives looked at essentially almost splitting it back into the Big Four again. If not, if not, kind of legally, then then kind of by branding and by management style. So, um, again entrenching some of these sort of non-strategic behaviors and the consequence of that um is that we didn't ever look at the network i mean there are lots of other consequences in terms of operations and da, 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 but we're looking at the the network and, and the and the infrastructure and the express infrastructure at the moment um uh, there was no strategic look taken at britain's railway infrastructure so for example you know the lnr retained what is a really an insensible you know it just doesn't make sense for there to be a direct basically a direct straight line from york to London in terms of the rail network. Yes, it means you get good journey times for you know coming down from Edinburgh on that side via York, and, and yes, you know it's a fantastic problem. But in reality, could we have actually used the infrastructure that we had better to create a, a better shape of network? And it got me thinking. Right, okay, let's think about the the the, the cities that are um, annoyingly about not having the spreadsheets. I can't show you the list of different cities that fall into the different categories. But let us think about three tiers of big big town slash city um let's call them cities three tiers of city um in gb so uh ireland northern ireland putting you into one side i'm looking at the the, the big island island of um of uh, great britain 
uh, England, Wales, Scotland. It's three tiers of city. Uh, tier A cities that are a million plus people now. So obviously, you know, there's kind of marginally... The, the point of this exercise was originally thinking about strategic stuff for, for an, another episode. and uh, But it got me thinking about this and I thought I'd, I'd do the, uh, this halfway episode to kind of make the point. So this is city populations now. But the reality is that relatively, the, the city... These pools of cities, relatively speaking, would still have some level of priority relative to the population of Britain back in the in the uh, late 40s, early 50s. So, tier A, million plus people. Tier B, 0.5 to 1 million people. So, like, 500,000 to 1 million people. And tier C, 100,000 to 500,000 people. So, you've got tier A, tier B, tier C, right? So... Uh, yes, my spreadsheet. I don't know where it is. It's got lost in the. It's got lost somewhere in the great in the great hard drive ether somewhere. I don't know where it is. It's 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 hiding somewhere in Dropbox or worse, hiding in my work laptop, not on Dropbox. Which uh, yeah, uh, which is irritating. Anywho, so from this, Marvin TP Android has the Crayolas at work, um, and we are going to um, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Um, yeah, absolutely smash the like button. So let's get back to this. Let's get back to our, our map. So we're going to start with, we have here, we have here the, uh, there's GB. There it is. And you can see uh, today's railway network, not the original full railway network, today's railway network, mostly because it hasn't loaded up there for some reason. Uh, you can see it there, uh, hopefully fairly clearly. Yeah, is that, that's reasonably clear. I know that green isn't an ideal colour and, and actually, can I... Do I have a way to filter it? No, no I don't do I. Uh, uh, because of my delayed trains, I've had far less time than I'd have liked to... Oh, style template. I wonder if this could work. I wonder if this is a thing. If I could, like, grayscale it, that'd be really nice. No, no. I, d I don't even know where that dialogue... That dialogue box has just literally disappeared. Uh, never to be seen again. We'll never know. Anyway, um, marvellous. So if I click on Tier A, we can see the cities that are Tier A cities. So we have London. We have, uh, you know, in terms of the big, these are the big conurbations. Greater London. Uh, West Midlands. So like Brum. Uh, actually, I'll just call them by the main city name, but you, you get the sort of city area around it. So uh, Liverpool, Manchester, Leeds. And then the only other one after that is Glasgow. So You've kind of you can see that the main again. This is in theory why you don't, it makes sense for. I don't know why it's hiding the stuff up there. I presume there's just a data limit. Google Earth has got really bad. Google all your products are crap. Chuck your stupid AI nonsense in the bin. Spend the research and development on that on the products that you currently have that you've made dreadful, like your search engine and Google Earth. Um, so uh, the black lines there are the are the existing network, right? Uh, hopefully reasonably clear. Do uh, da, 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 da. right, fine. So, um, oh, by the way, when I'm talking intercity, forget branding. I'm just talking about the literal meaning of the word intercity, as in between cities, right? So forget the branding, forget provincial railways, forget regional railways, forget intercity. Just think actual. You know, what at the time were the expresses between major centres, right? Uh, James Transport, I swear only Birmingham and London have over 1 million population. Only way Leeds does... So this is looking at metropolitan populations. But the West Yorkshire population currently is over a million. The, the Greater Manchester population is over a million. And the Merseyside population is over a million, as is Glasgow's. So this is looking at metropolitan... Uh, Built-up area populations as well. So um, it's not just looking at the, the town in the middle. It's looking at the, the wider uh, area. So, anywho... So we've got those, uh, and if, I don't know, if is it clearer if I get rid of the, uh, if I do that, 
it literally isn't actually it's clearer with the with the things on it so what would a network look like look thinking about the network that br had in at, in 1950 let's just say in 1950 the network that br had yeah, actually ish uh, some of these bits might have been can, canned off before that but anyway including all this stuff that is, is no longer a railway uh, manchester borough is not a useful boundary yet ideally i'd have used um and i haven't because the data has not been finalized yet i'd have used travel to work areas for these city populations because travel to work areas i, I think are probably the best measures of population relevant to a the nearest center for certainly for public transport use um hi deirdre sadly the spreadsheet died uh or I'd, i've lost it somewhere so I, i'm gonna have to recreate it and repeat the process but I, i'll explain about the, the yeah just gonna have to do it off my brain so what does the network look like to deliver just the tier a network so that's the the, the network between the, the million plus centers um and uh if uh, Google is not liking this. Shall I just switch off the existing network? There we go. That's going to make things smoother. Okay, fine. I'll switch off the existing network. So, um, uh, uh, uh. oh, before I do that, though, actually, it's maybe worth just thinking, what is the current, what does the current intercity network look like? So this is the current intercity network, mostly. I think there are maybe some weird gaps that I've missed off. This, this, was, this is kind of a work in progress for a future episode, but... Uh, Deirdre says that the latest travel to work areas will be absolutely crap. So I should probably use the 2011 travel to work areas. Yeah, that's that's a good point actually. Uh, Chris Jackson uh, is also pointing out. Uh, you know, yeah, yes, fine. Inter right, okay, lots of interesting discussion. Oh, Chris Jackson saying travel to work areas are extended outwards by house price differential, hence the rise in long distance commuting. Yeah. Um, anyway, this is the existing intercity network, and uh you know it's the, the kind of services that nominally are intercity and run at the moment and you're kind of like okay okay that, that seems fairly comprehensive fine fine um but actually you could argue there's quite a lot of duplication there and actually if you if you if you kind of add particularly if we look at the tier b and tier c cities firstly you'll notice that a lot of cities are missing from that uh collection Oh, look, oh, Belfast is in there. A lot of cities are missing from that collection, you know, of our current intercity network. Even if I switch tier C off, you can see that, like, the, the tier B cities are served, but, like, it doesn't, it's not hugely logical. You know, it, it's, particularly if you think about some of the areas that really ought to be kind of getting connected onto that network, uh, not so good. Um, so... Uh, Mansfield being an example of a of a, a pretty large conurbation that's not included. So so you can see that that, that, that kind of I, I'm not convinced that our current intercity network makes a huge amount of sense. So if we hide that uh, that existing network and just have a look at, at what I think a tier A network would look like, uh, you will notice. So actually, I'm going to keep the other intercity network on underneath. This is me, basically, the way I've generated this is by drawing straight lines between each of those nodes and mapping onto what I, what the the bit of railway that closely follows the straight line, um, and but ties up all the nodes. Also, what I've done is think about a network that allows you to get from reasonably efficiently from every node to every other node directly with a direct service of some kind. Uh, uh, so, yeah, people are saying North Wales should have been part of that, uh, the existing network. You're right, it should have been. Um, yes, sorry, thank you. Uh, as I said, this, this is rough and ready. So do call me out in the chat for the for the things that like this is this is not this is not science. It's crayons to, 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 for us to experiment thoughtfully. Um, 
Uh, yes, you're right. However, I draw the line, it's going to be arbitrary. So, this is me thinking. This is essentially me recreating what what a high, in future you would emulate them with a high speed rail network, right? So, going up to Glasgow um, via Manchester, Liverpool, and Leeds, and this is what I think the best way to have enhanced, built, and then enhanced the network would have looked like. And I've always been irritated by the fact that the the the, East, the, the West Coast Main Line goes neither to Liverpool nor to Manchester. I've always thought that was really actually not very good at all. Because you might say, well, you know, it allows you to, you know, you can't choose between Liverpool and Manchester. Yeah, I think in this situation it would be better to actually have a... Because the result is a very south-facing, London-facing network because it means that you get the worst-case scenario for if, if you're in Manchester wanting to go north, the network isn't very good and isn't hugely well-enhanced. So I thought, well, okay, what, what, would, what would the network have, look, have looked like if we had um, gone for straight line uh, kind of from uh, London up to, up to the West Midlands and then from the West Midlands up to Scotland, you know, up to Glasgow, and then tying Leeds and and Manchester and, and Leeds and Liverpool uh, up to Manchester. Well, one of the things I reckon is that strategically, you would not have just retained the um, you you would not have used and retained the uh, the the West Coast Main Line coming out of uh, coming out of Euston, uh, which would have freed up to become a a bit more of a commuter line. What you should have done is actually at this point used the Midland Main Line. So use the Midland Main Line. Up until you get to um, here, where, 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 you get up to, uh, I think this is Luton, isn't it? Yeah, this will be Luton. Luton, where there is a former bit of railway line that in a reasonably straight line connects you across. And, and by the way, there are lots of kinks that you get from this that, that from the 1950s onwards, BR could have, and, and in, in a wonderful, in our wonderful alternative universe, should have, um, worked out uh let's say work those kinks out ease those kinks but this bit of railway which someone in the chat some nerd in the chat will be able to um some nerd in the chat will be able to tell me exactly what this bit of railway was um is um if i press da -da 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 -da. Uh, people are getting upset at the idea uh, this isn't retract so things like the castlefield corridor shouldn't have been a problem because you'd have done other things to to alleviate them to, to kind of prioritize deprioritize blah blah blah. you'd have upgraded the route the corridor to make sure it was a it was a mainline standard um you can see here uh this connection would then go from the middle of mainline and then connect you across to uh the west coast mainline then through birmingham and that would have been the prioritized route and should have been upgraded accordingly so ideally you'd have had four tracks for most of it and certainly coming kind of between london and manchester most of it would be four track um but actually uh, that so that means that you'd have um you'd be having kind of your intercity hub would be at uh king's cross and pancras there so fine take take note of that everyone put that in your copybook um so if i switch off existing what other other bits um so the, if the existing network you can see i've tried to make the thick the middle line is the is the network that still exists now the thin bits of line are bits of railway that are now gone and there are some thick bits uh which i've added that you need to facilitate and actually you don't need much to facilitate this other than if you go into manchester you can see around manchester there's quite a lot and the reason i've I put all this as being part of the route is in a, in a bit more of a european style uh, having a loop in the city means that you can have trains that run that don't do any turnbacks. Essentially, you avoid turnbacks. So, for example, if you're going from Liverpool to Glasgow, you'd go up through here, Castlefield Corridor, uh, 
and then up round the back. So you go through there and up round the back. And yes, Piccadilly would be substantially enhanced as a through station, not as a terminal station. So it, you'd have done other stuff here. You'd have you'd have done pretty substantial remodeling work um, to this. And, and like uh, yes, yeah, so you, you do that round you go, and then uh, are people saying uh, the former Len Lenborough connector uh, sarcasm? Thanks, Mike Austin. Uh, very good. Um, why use the Midland Main Line and not the West Coast Main Line to exit London? Uh, you'll see momentarily when we get to the Tier B network. Um, uh, yes, so the new bit you would need is if you're going from London to Leeds, you'd go through Piccadilly and then round what is now the Orgel Cord and, and didn't exist you know, in the 50s, and then through Victoria and round the top to, to get... So that's this is just suggesting if you wanted to have the, the a single efficient network, not, you know... West Coast, East Coast, da, 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 but just a single network that you then plow cash into. This is one way you could do it and have it have kind of that single network. And then, as you say, you'd then spend money on building diversions and straightenings and 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 potentially high high speed kind of uh, avoiding lines and stuff to kind of improve that. And likewise, you see, you take the Liverpool route would not take the you'd not go over the top. You'd go through Warrington because, uh, as we'll point out momentarily, uh, a little bit of thought has gone into providing an optimization of these routes with the TOB cities. So. Um, oh, you can't see the mouse. Sorry. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Capture cursor. Done. Now you can see the mouse. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Thank you. Thank you. Do shout. Do shout. Uh, Michael C. Uh, and everyone who's shouting at me about the mouse. I've, I've put the mouse up. You can see the mouse. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I go in here, you can see you've got this kind of the loop. And and, and this this also, so so there you go. So also what you have there is is a need for a better route out of Manchester as well. It kind of shows part of the reason for this, by the way, is kind of, I think the number one reason this becomes interesting is less about, is less actually about the, this weird fictional alternative past uh, history that I'm talking about. It's more showing how rubbish the British rail network is because of its lack of strategic <laughs> oversight when it was built. Cause the, you know, you just, just the, some of the alignments are some of the, some of it makes no sense. You know, there is no particularly good north-facing route from Manchester northwards. You know, it's, it, there are some strange strategic choices uh, here there. Um, so, uh, what else? So that, that's, that's, that's that. And then you go up to Glasgow. And actually, I, I also think the West Coast Main Line takes, takes the route through, through like, um, takes a different route that I would take. I, 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 I can't exactly remember why. I think it's because, it, because of improved curvature, actually, that I, I chose to take a slightly, the, 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 the alternative route. Um, than than the current one. Anyway, so then you go into central. Fine, fine, fine. Right. So that's fairly straightforward, and also kind of doesn't say very much. What I think gets more interesting is when you bring the tier B stuff in. So first of all, let's switch that off, and let's look at what the tier B cities are. So the tier B cities uh, include uh, the Hampshire sort of conurbation, South Hampshire conurbation. Uh, so that's like Portsmouth, Southampton, uh, Bristol, uh, Cardiff, kind of Cardiff, Newport as a built-up area. Uh, da, 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 da. You've got uh, Leicester, Nottingham. Uh, where else are we? Uh, you also have Newcastle, you know, kind of Tyne and Weir. Uh, and then Edinburgh is kind of into the mix. Now, it's not that many places. It's not a huge long list of places, but it does give you um, a more complex network and how, how you then deliver that with services. Um uh, is this now or uh, da, 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 uh, Kevin Tennant's asking? Is this now or uh, 1923? So this is we're kind of talking about what what. So this weird hybrid alternative history I'm talking about is what if we didn't have the siloed thinking of of grouping, 
1950 when we had in 1948 when nationalization happened as part you know, it, 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 could the network have looked different if we'd had more of a strategic look at the network and, and at how we could have prioritized routes for example for you know electrification priority or uh capacity enhancement work or just general investment in in you know tidying up alignments that sort of stuff so it's, it's a bit of a it's, a it's this is a thought experiment but mostly again it's exposing kind of how how messy the rail network kind of is that we have now that this 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 is this is you know it's just i've got the crayons out and we're having some fun to see what things look like so let's get our tier a uh routes back but let's now add in our tier b intercity routes right within that you can see um we start getting this uh so if you can sort of see we start getting this figure we start getting this sort of figure of eight shape right so you start getting these this figure of eights and this the point of this is again it's ensuring that each one of the nodes on these lists can reach each one of the other nodes with a direct service so on my lovely spreadsheet which i've lost somewhere i had a, a series of services that connect you know, I was min providing the minimum number of services that would connect as many places with direct that, that would connect every node with every other node with a direct service I really want to find that spreadsheet now I'll find it I'll post it I'll, I'll put a link on Twitter um now let us zoom in and see what this looks like so first of all uh as an interesting point here uh I in my uh psychopathy would not use Paddington. I would run the West Coast Main Line, and, and yes, the existing alignment's a bit, a bit, a bit kinky here and there. But I would make the most of some of this railway line to smooth some of those kinks out, and actually provide a correct connection across. And again, you know, yeah, North, North London line's a bit messy. Uh, potentially, you could provide the connection across into into a, a, a substantially enlarged Kings Cross St Pancras station area, so you get some of those services actually, and you kind of minimizing the number of big intercity hubs uh, particularly and also key thing getting rid of some of those annoying connections that happen um between paddington and uh, and uh and going northward so yeah that would be the route that the intercity services would take but then by and large great western mainline fine i'd ignore the badminton line um so I'd, I'd use the old route which would require enhancement and you know make the most of the 1950s to just do some do do some more heavy heavy going stuff in bath before everything gets listed to high hell uh, people are saying, have I missed off a tier B city in the southeast? There's a purple dot with no connection. Hello? Where am I? Ah, no, sorry. This is this was me putting a dot here, um, thinking about, uh, which I've forgotten to delete for this episode, which is thinking about connections to the to Europe. Um, uh, so, yeah, no, yes and no. Uh, for now, I'm just thinking internally. But, yeah, I suppose you'd, you'd think about that connection down to, to get to Europe if the Channel Tunnel existed. Uh, good spot, by the way. Very good spot. Uh, four level, four level Kings Cross St Pancras. Well, d d d yeah, actually, it could could be, yeah. Um. So, uh, there we go. A London Hauptbahnhof, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Kind of, kind of that. And and the other thing, of course, is in this magical world that we're talking about, uh, you'd have built you'd have built the through station to get to Eurostar, uh, to get to the, 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 the tunnel, sorry, that, that, that Corbyn didn't want, didn't want and blocked. Uh, it wasn't just, it wasn't just Corbs. Go back to the HS1, HS2 link episode to, to get what I'm talking about. Anyway, so, um, fine. But the other thing which I think you'd then upgrade is upgrading what looks like a weird route because you wouldn't use this route to get directly from London I mean, you could because it could be cheap, but you, you know, it might be, you could use it to have cheaper tickets, but the, the route that goes from London 
Uh, and, and you'd enhance this far better than it has now. You'd get rid of third rail, overhead electrification, do it properly. Um, you'd go from... By the way, if people are going, oh, you're saying existing upgrades instead of doing high-speed lines. No, I'm kind of saying this is where you do parallel... Like, if we had an alternative universe where you'd done more investment in some of these routes, it might have delayed the need for high-speed upgrades. Or we could have done a more European style. Well, we build bits of it with high-speed sections and stuff. But no, this is not me saying... This is not like me saying what the network should look like now. This is a thought piece looking at how non-strategic our rail network actually is. But, and again, like, look at look at this mess. This wibbly, this wibbly mess is like, oh, it's not a very city. And yes, your journey times would be, you know, not ideal. But again, it's part of, you, you take that strategic view and you go, right, okay, so if we want to improve journey times, we have to spend some money and, and sort some alignments out here and there. But what I'd say is that you do this route down to, to Southampton and back up to Bristol, and then you'd use, and rather than doing the kind of weird Ox, via Oxford thing for cross-country services going to Southampton, they'd all go via Bristol, which, um, and also if you're going to Cardiff, you'd go via Bristol again. So it's trying to, so yes, again, that would extend journey times. Yes, I know about all the journey time stuff, but I'm trying to think if you did some of the enhancement, journey time, putting journey times to one side, if you did some of these enhancements, you could have a simpler service that you could then run more frequently you know, you'd actually increase frequencies, da 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 da. So, um, so your generalized journey time would decrease, even if your overall journey time, your your like end to end speed journey time wouldn't. And again, a bit like Manchester, I'd make use of firstly some existing infrastructure loops to provide this sort of um, to provide the sort of ability to go in each direction. So, say you're going from London to Cardiff, you'd come up. Uh, kind of go through along a new cord, which I'd propose they'd have to build. So you come off the the the, the Brunel's route through Temple Meads. And then up to, and I know you can go through Parkway, but Parkway is a, you know, center city is the value. You want to go through the center. So, so you come off there through Temple Meads and up to up to um, the, the Severn Tunnel. Likewise, if you're going, um, if you're going to, uh, da, 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 so let's see, what was, I'm trying to think. Ah, yeah, if you're going to, um, i trying to think what the route was that involves doing this thing. What was it? Uh, that way and then there. There was a reason for it. I'm trying to think what it is. It might be just if you're turning around, if you're going down to Birmingham, then round. I tested all these with my list of, again, this is a lovely spreadsheet, which I was hunting for and was why I was late. Uh, I can't find But anyway, basically, you create this loop, and it gives you the opportunity to make sure you're not doing any reversing, any any turnbacks. All, all, the, all the kind of routes can be, all the journeys can be direct through routes. Actually, I think it might have been because, it might have been because one of the services I think I had coming from, uh, so I had Cardiff services coming down into Bristol, uh, down into Bristol uh, and looping around that way and then coming back out to go to Cardiff, which I know sounds bonkers, but again, I was trying, I was doing a bit of a thought experiment. of What would it look like if you were trying to minimize the number of different services? So you just have the same service, even though it runs back on itself, it's a, it's a, you run it as a higher frequency, you get a kind of a drum beat. Um, uh, uh, except I have a uh, Brum Cardiff cord further up. I, again, I think the, that's, because of oh yeah that, that is true what's that one for i wonder oh it possibly i think possibly uh again this i'll do a follow-up and i'll send i'll if i find the ruddy spreadsheet i'll send it out to to, to you and you can sort of see the logic i think there were like 15 different services and, and and all of them made sure that you connected all the different ones but each but some of them involved certain types of journey yeah it, 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 there's a logic to it which i, I can't explain now because uh, I, I lost my spreadsheet and, and my brain is, is mush because uh, of all my train shenanigans also um again a similar sort of story in 
Uh, and again, this is where like you see this this falls down because you're ending up hogging local services, like hogging where local services should be running to get this runaround, right? So again, if you've got Birmingham and, and you need to face in different directions, then you need to have again the same sort of loop. So you kind of coming around one way or the other to provide the through service, you know, going through New Street. Um, so so there, um, and then running across to so again, so you want to run across to Leicester, and you see how much of a mess some of these east-west connections are from the lack of strategy that we have in our in our network um and at this point you have you'll notice something here which is where's the east coast main line <laughs> no east coast main line uh, so i in my suggested utopia which would obviously hit me very hard because i like the east coast main line. i like getting to london in less than two hours however i do think that's very silly in terms of making the most of infrastructure to connect up key points and actually maximizing that flow of trains to, to, to connect up places. So thinking less about, oh, maximize journey time, uh, long, long distance, um, and and optimizing, connecting as many large cities as possible so that if you're on a north-south service, the chances are any, any number of those cities that you need to get to will be connected by the same service. At this point then, you see that we're coming off uh, at, um, coming off um, here, yeah. And connecting up through onto uh you know, da, 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 da. so you can see we've got our, our nice network going along here. Connect actually what what is it that I do here? Let me just check what I'm uh yeah, so there's a connection up there onto I I've got all my place names switched off, so I'm trying to exactly remember what the what the, the connections through are. In any, any case, um what a shoddy shout at me for the rail matter, everyone. LNAR Sheffield. Yeah, absolutely. LNAR would go through Sheffield. So you come along here, and yes, you are making use of Great Central Railway in a few places. Uh, those few places being, okay, here's the kink at Loughborough, right? Which you'd, you'd get rid of the kink at Loughborough. You'd, you'd, you'd make that the, the smooth, flat bit, right? Uh, and then you'd, so you'd go from the middle of mainline onto the Great Central to make use of the Great Central's better alignment through uh, through Nottingham. So, so through Leicester, uh, at Loughborough, you'd come off onto the Great Central through Nottingham, and then things get messy because you want to include Mansfield, which is a big chunk of population on the north-south route. But then you can see it goes a bit funny because there was no, again, because th th there's a huge number of railways around here. And a lot of them are completely, almost all of them are completely useless for strategic passenger operations. But somehow you want to get across to Chesterfield. There's Chesterfield. And then you split up. Again, it's another kind of loop situation. If you were going then across to Manchester, you'd go around the, the Great Central Old Route and then come back and then go via... Um, oh, interestingly, I've missed the I've missed out the court there. That's a, that's a whoopsie. Um, across, to, across the Pennines, over Hope Valley. Uh, and by the way, yes, Hope Valley, not Woodhead. Woodhead's alignment is rubbish. Uh, forget Woodhead. Uh, you're getting rid of Woodhead no matter what anyway. It's not been saved. We're using Hope. Connecting up through into into Manchester uh, that way, so that's that's kind of that's your route there. Um, Sheffield, obviously, you need a a Sheffield uh, up to Leeds route that's more direct. So, uh, kind of chosen this route here, this weaving around route, which which actually uses up bits of uh, bits of former alignment there to to provide you a, a kind of a a route that then connects you on. To, so again, there's a little bit of avoiding too much parallel route because. So, so it kind of comes up there and connects in with a, with a, a, a new, un, you know, a non-existing piece of infrastructure to give you a, a decent radius to then connect up and go up into Leeds and then, and then fine. Um, 
Uh, and then Leeds, you can have run as a through station because it, it kind of sort of is anyway. Uh, what else have we got? So that's so. What other curiosities can you spot? Everyone in the chat. Uh, Northampton and Lampton, uh, Lamport line is saying Bulkerois. Yeah, possibly. Uh, Chris Jackson. The Midland ca- uh, Counties link from Rugby to Leicester was the original East Coast Main Line and is high on my list of strategic missing links to put back. Yes, Chris. We will uh, touch on that when we get to the Tier C network. So the other thing about the East Coast Main Line that I think is important is okay, you're making the use of the East Coast Main Line there, but forget the Durham connection because sorry, Durham, Durham ain't as big and important as everything around the, the kind of the T's conurbation of, of, of kind of uh, Middlesbrough, Thornaby, sort of Stockton, this whole big lump here, kind of Middlesbrough and surrounding area. Uh, what I would propose is you kind of use the Yarm route as the main the main through route for the East Coast Main Line, but actually kind of as I think should be the case now, really, comes up through um, into and, and would use a better alignment through the, the kind of the, the yards that you have so much ex industrial stuff around here but would would create a new alignment including a new bridge across the t's to then connect up to bits of former railways so that you're so that your route because you could have used an existing route and kink it around but i think marvelous br my magical alternative br would actually have built a new route to provide a connection to the center of um kind of you know you can put the station in thornaby where there's loads of space and then connect in all directions but basically providing kind of a, a route that is more central within the conurbation but you could use you know you could use the weird kinky mess that goes up through kind of this side of of, of, of the city and then again also things like this you could kind of you could kind of probably have built a given the industrial land and different land use choices you could probably have like created a better alignment that avoided the weird kink um uh kind of uh in uh hartlepool it'll be won't it shout at me if that's wrong i think it is and then you got and then you get the kink as you come up into sunderland as well and the alignment through sunderland's a bit of a mess and that's actually used by metro services and then as you get into gateshead and newcastle you, you don't need a loop because services are just going north south but what you do end up doing is is, is kind of coming the, the wrong way to, to towards king edward bridge and then round that way so you do end up this with this weird sort of square shape to, to kind of get through newcastle and head northwards but the advantage of that is that you tie an enormous conurbation that is currently not on the main north south network um onto a, a better east coast mainline so that's what i'd do with the east coast mainline uh interestingly edinburgh glasgow what would i have as the main edinburgh glasgow link uh, thank you, Sakura. It was indeed Hartlepool. Thank you. Yes. Um, Stocktonia, as Raphael Nicolaus is saying. Um, why go with the no- route north of uh, Manchester via Wigan rather than Bolton? We'll, we'll come back to that in a second. So uh, the route I would pick as the better route between, uh, as an intercity route between Edinburgh and Glasgow is actually going via um, Shots. The shots route, because actually, once the mid Calder lines are pretty fast. Once you come off the mid Calder lines and run through kind of Livingston and along, the alignment's pretty good. So again, you could work out the kinks, but actually, that alignment's pretty good. And the other advantage is then you get the intercity connection runs into Central, so you can consolidate intercity services in Central. So I, that's oh yeah, and that's I've reminded myself why I picked going this way on the on the on the tier A route is because then you go. You avoid the you avoid too much parallel duplication. You kind of make them meet up here. So that's why I, I picked that one. So yeah, rather than going via Falkirk, which is the current intercity route, you'd go via Shots um, uh, and, and South Livingston and kind of that route. And again, I think that makes that would be a better intercity route and frankly a more direct one. But again, 
you can understand why the current intercity route goes that way because it goes via Falkirk and provides you the connections up to Stirling. So yes, the, the, like this is, as I say, a bit of a, an exploratory thought piece. Uh, North of Newcastle, would you run via Blythe-Ashington rather than Morpeth? Uh, interesting question. Um, no, I'd probably just say that you're doing a Morpeth diversion, right? Um, that's, uh, that's, that's what this one way you could do it. Uh, what else have I... What other intrigue and, and, and stuff have I got going on? Uh, yes, that loop is for... So, yeah, in terms of duplication, that loop is a duplication, interestingly, and it's and that's for getting stuff going the right direction for um, for, for some of those those route options. But you can see some of the bits of, 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 of railway required. You can also see some of the new bits required. If I... Oh, no, that's not one. There is... Where's another, uh, to be honest, most of it, it's, it's kind of... If I switch off existing and former, and you can see... Uh, those there aren't that many new bits required. There's there's that cord thing that I, that I kind of pointed out uh, coming off the uh, the kind of kind of coming off the, the the Sheffield Manchester. What is that? Are those are the TJCs. Are they TJCs? And then facing northwards to I think they are the TJCs facing northwards to um to get into Leeds. That's that's a big bit of new stuff. And then obviously the thing up at, at Middlesbrough as well. Uh, that's the other two bits. So there's, those those are the two big chunks of new stuff. And then some of the stuff at Bristol as well. So that 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 little cord thing in Bristol. Um, but other than that, oh, and there is a new bit which I think was my oh yeah yeah it was my. So this actually now exists, but it didn't then, which is building the cord to get you off the North London line and down into into um, St Pancras for for our intercity services. So that's so that's that. So fine. Now, now everyone, what did the wood headline ever do to me? Um, red flag for people who uh, who are nostalgia driven, but also it's just a worse alignment. It's worse connected and it's a worse alignment than Hope Valley. Having just done Hope Valley, it's pretty decent alignment. Um, stick with it uh so i enjoyed i i i like the fact that the, the wood history of woodhead you know first electrified main line it just for me represents a lot of nostalgism that irritates me and, and, and it's a bit like people who say reopen the great central without any real understanding of what the implications of that are um uh, kevin tends to say many times i've taken the shot slow boat to get uh, to and from south glasgow yeah, absolutely um let me see. So, uh, any what other stories are going on here? Raphael's asking: Intercity services strictly between the connected tiered cities, or also some few stops in between? No, I would I would have them only stop at this at the at the cities that fall into those categories. So then, if you wanted to travel to the intermediate cities, or, in, or any, well, not intermediate cities, but any intermediate stops, ah, but I would have the services um, stopping at the tier A, B, or C things that they run cities that they run through. So, so if you've got a tier A service. You might well, I suppose you could run a, a, a direct, but actually the reality is you might as well stop it at the interview. So there's, yeah, uh, kind of TBC, I don't know. As I say, this is it's, it's more of a thought piece and a bit of a mental experiment, this one. So the next bit is what about the tier C cities? What about our yellow dots that we've got? And there are loads of them all over the place. And suddenly you can see that we're starting to bring in more of, um, much, quite a lot more of Britain. Uh, and, and indeed, you require kind of a, a much broader range of services uh, to, to actually deliver and, and meet some of these some of these spots. Um, so you then what are we going to do about what the network should look like at this point? Well, let me expand this and click this to show you what I think the the, the so these would be they'd still be in city, but they kind of be they'd be the third tier into city services. Um, so, for example, let's stay in Scotland to start with. So the extra bits of network you'd need to satisfy the tier C cities, which in this case is Aberdeen, uh, 
um, is coming up from Glasgow, but I would use I would connect across to the Central Scotland line so that you can continue to keep Central as the intercity service uh, connection, right? So you do that, go up that way, fine. Um, not much different, really, to, to Scotland. I'd say, actually, you do retain the... Much as I, I thought I would say use the what they gobbled up with the the um the m90 actually i i do think you would i think you would stay on the coast but you just might do some work to uh alleviate some of the curvature on the on the, the five coast um so again yeah running through there so that's scotland fairly straightforward because dundee is is in there there's dundee dundee is also a tier c city sorry dundonians that sounds mean doesn't it saying that uh, I don't mean it in an offensive way. Chris Jackson, is there a risk that consolidating all the services onto a handful of routes risks overloading the available capacity, e.g. the junction at Wishaw into Glasgow? Absolutely it does, yes. So this is less... Whilst I'm thinking about the operations in terms of stuff like avoiding reversing, this obviously would have a massive knock-on impact on local services, on on overall capacity, on resilience, and, and the fact that you're minimizing the number of routes, you, you're potentially creating a resilience risk. But I suppose the logic is that you would bolster and, and, and reinforce, if you like, those routes to ma to manage that those capacity challenges. You'd have to you'd, you'd then basically say do you tackle some of those bottlenecks to provide the enhancement and focus the the the, the route investment on some of those core routes. In a way, this is a bit like the Beaching Two report, kind of taking some of that logic to it. Now. RTC, our, our tier C routes, have a look at how little of the East Coast Main Line is being retained. Because the East Coast Main Line is a stupid railway if you want to connect up big population centres. Actually, the GNG is a far better route and not that much bendier, actually. So why are we not going via, you know, um, why on earth aren't we going via Lincoln? Lincoln should be on that route. And yes, you've got stupid level crossings and all sorts of things. But actually... Having Lincoln in this route as the core north-south means that you get better overall connections to, um, uh, to, to to allow you to get from kind of across the city and puts again puts Lincoln on the north on a north-south intercity route. Okay, so it's a it's a it's a it's a tier C route. So maybe the services aren't as flashing frequent, but um, uh, but then they give but you you, you essentially get that that's on the route and then. Uh, thankfully, we'll have built our Wellington dive under, right? But you can see, again, we're joining the East Coast Main Line, but we're only on the East Coast Main Line for a bit. Now, some of the gaps, you can see there's some chunky chunks to enable some of these routes, and we're going to go and look at London in a minute. So, yes, you, you, you go across to, to Swansea, fine. Uh, one of the things that I found irritating was... Um, oh, dang, this is where I need my spreadsheet. I, I presume this is Torquay Torbay? Not being on the main route to Plymouth is irritating, because that really should would be a so I was like sort of I was kind of like oh, I'm just going to draw a bloody straight line through here, but actually it is really difficult terrain. So that's kind of a, that's a thing that continues to irritate me. And that, that ideally you'd have done some marvelous investment to do that, but chances are you just end up probably having two branches there on balance. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't say there's any science behind this. Um, but also you can see here creating this sort of via Bournemouth intercity connection that becomes the priority route and you can see the mess it's in but you, this becomes the priority route between exeter and london you'd then go this way via bournemouth southampton and up to london that way and, and you can see this kink suggests very much suggests the need for um like actually there should have been a, a better alternative route built then uh, strategically um there's a lot of stuff going on around london and part of that is because of the challenges of picking out things that are and are not distinct from london's built-up area but also part of it is wanting to create 
some of these kind of bypassing routes around bits around south of London as well to enable routes that that don't go into central London but connect across. Um, one of the things that I thought of is rather than the the what what you kind of West Anglian services going out along what is Crossrail's route, actually you'd you'd create a new bit of alignment so that you could connect those services. Also, by the way, a lower Thames crossing for railways. That's 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 the big bit of infrastructure that I think you'd have. So these two bits of infrastructure, as well as a new curve here that you'd have built before all the new houses got built, a, a nice new cord um, that would then allow you to run a service of some kind that would run from you know south of London over the Thames and then up into East Anglia. Um, avoid kind of avoiding the center of london so there's this kind of a thing that i thought was an, an interesting thing of like there's a big there like south of london there a big there's a big gap it's a big big mess of a of of, of, a, of an city network in fact it's a rubbish intercity network generally it's a real mess um what else have we got what other bits are you spotting um what i'm doing is reinventing the ringways but for rail you could say that uh yeah um yes torbay did get a mention but anyway the, the, the east coast mainline is probably an interesting one telford there only gets a spur because i was like oh can we put it on a thing but actually there's not really any railway that then would connect back from telford to then get you to uh, get you across to stoke uh crew's off the map sorry crew uh you're off the case the main route would go through stoke not uh crew uh, and in answer to the question of why you would take the route through wigan um it's because uh, sorry through um through this way is because you get across to uh, Preston, right? Uh, connect. Uh, is that right? No, I'm speaking rubbish. That's not Preston. That's that's Wigan. You go via Wigan, not Bolton, because you connect through Wigan, so you get that um, connection of the tier C cities onto the onto the kind of the existing route, right? Um, yeah, and you could also then make use of this connection through. Oh, this is a bit that I definitely didn't finish. I was trying to work out how you'd actually go from here down to here and it's kind of difficult to uh, but going across from Leeds putting on the intercity network from Leeds to Blackpool and then potentially Leeds going this way not via Manchester to get up to up to Glasgow yeah there's possibility uh, anyway yeah so oh also um, retention or removal of, of uh, Leeds Hull direct services because you'd go Leeds York Hull and you'd do it that way and you'd go via the abandoned uh, kind of Market Wheaton line. So uh, the line to Wigan goes through Bolton. Yeah, it does, Pineapple Man 3, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of answering a question that was worded earlier. Does this map resolve West Coast mainline Sheffield-Manchester conflicts at Stockport? No, I don't think it does. Uh, oh, no, you're... Uh, actually... It does, doesn't it? Because your Stockport, let's Stockport being not there. Where am I? Let's get me Stockport. Where's my pyramid? Where's my Stockport pyramid? Uh, Stockport is here, right? Yeah, there's the pyramid. Stockport. There's Stockport. There is Stockport. Yes, it does resolve. I think it does resolve the conflict because you essentially just have north-south stuff going through there. Um, and you'd use the a diff you'd use the other the alternative kind of back route into uh, into Manchester to get from Sheffield. So so yes is the answer. It does. Um, Bradford. So this is a very good question from Cookie Monster. Because of the statistics I've used, Bradford is uh, part of the West Yorkshire built up area. 
I agree that if I was being more statistically rigorous about how I classified these different built-up areas, it would change this map because Bradford would be its own area and it would have a route going through it, which for various eccentric population reasons hasn't happened in other places where you've got, for example, you know, these three being on their own up here is a bit weird when Bradford's not there. So, yes, that's a very good point to, to pick out um, uh, Cookie Monster. Uh, yes. Bradford. Um, so, uh, what else? What, what other bits and pieces are on here? I can send this KML out to people, by the way, for you to all kind of be confused and puzzled by. Uh, Chris Jackson, is the bit that you said is important back on this map? Uh, there's a very important east-west connection here that's missing. Uh, I mean, this is what east-west rail is kind of doing, isn't it? So, so we've kind of got east-west rail on here to get across to Cambridge to provide you the the kind of connections from Norwich across to the southwest, which is which is really important. So you kind of get that line. You can see how much of a mess the route is, but you kind of get that connection across. Uh, you suspect Bolton would be yellow, also says on critical assignment. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, uh, Katie Fan saying Ardwick. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's where the connection is. Um, the route uh, kind of in behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Katie. Um, so that is that. That's kind of what. I, what is that? So, so there we go. So that's all of that. What have we learned from this nonsense? And uh, we can absolutely go. If from what you're seeing, uh, line up your questions. I'll send. I can drop the KML to everyone. I'll save this as a new KML and I'll drop it into the Discord so you can you can pick it up. Yes, I have another very good point. Wales is a desert in this one. Well, that's partly, so if I'm taking a purely strategic look at population centres, that's because there are no big population centres anywhere else. If we were putting the connection across to Ireland here, then you would consider that route as, uh, and it would get mainline status. But in terms of population centres, Wales is not very populated, so it doesn't get that, that kind of connection. It just goes into South Wales. That's, not, that's me kind of being fairly dispassionate on that front. Um, David Frankel is saying, were we supposed to learn something? Um... Firstly, the point is that, well, wait a minute. Let me let me go to my slides so I can make my last point. What what are what are we learned here? What are our thoughts here? While you link, um, while while you, I'll go big face. What have we learned with this nonsense? So, um, show the complete map, but without the existing network, showing only a dream network. Oh yeah, good point. I will do that. Let's 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 go small face and let's go back to this and let me get rid of existing city network. Let me zoom out and show you the whole thing. Actually, can I full screen this thing? Let's go full screen. There, there, there's the full map. There it is. Actually, I can just very slightly zoom out. There we are. There's the full map. Uh, it's still quite busy. So suddenly you're like, the tier, once you include the tier C stuff, you're like, oh, wait, there's loads of duplication still. But if we get rid of the tier, so if I now do this uh, and just to sort of tidy things up a bit, um, if you get rid of the tier C uh, network, you can kind of see what this is. What I would suggest would be the the strategic intercity network. The tier C would then be kind of augmented, and you probably have mixed, more mixed type services. But the um, this is what I would then augment as the main network and the and the things that you expect to see. You've got the cross country route by and large. You've got Great Western. Uh, much of, you know, obviously the differences on the East Coast Mainline, some of the differences in West Coast Mainline in going through Manchester rather than bypassing around. But the other big change is no East Coast Mainline is that you, the Midland Mainline plus Great Central, you combine. And I think that's a good example of one of the things I think we learn here, which is 
if we'd taken a more, if we'd retain, rather than going, oh, we retain the Midland, the Midland Railway shall be retained, you go, oh, what are all the railways we have, and what would be the best actual making the best route of, of, of the di- benefits the different companies had, all the different backhanders different companies had given to people to get through different routes, make the best of the different ones through there to get a better railway. And I think that, that kind of core through the East Midlands is a good example of that, because you're bouncing between um, uh, whatever that, bit is which i can't remember what nerds nerds unite to tell me what that is um this bit which is the great central and then bits and pieces good lord all this stuff that goes here and i i, I grant you that's massive but that's because the railways around here are rubbish um and then you know providing some of that that, that so that for me is a better route to, to for that strategic route and then you get you know by and large you got the cross-country route uh kind of coming through here but again you're tying together uh so you're tying together derby and and Burton on Trent actually is is on there, isn't it? Which, uh, which is surprising. Uh, it's all the beer. It's because of all the beer. But yeah, it's actually a, it's actually a tier C city, which is kind of surprising to me actually. But anyway, there there we are. Um. Uh. Door hanger, your your message is murdering itself. Uh, Victoria Amori, uh, Birmingham through services via M6 motorway. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, you could just do that, couldn't you? Just just like uh bin off the bin off the M six motorway and just go straight through. Um da 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 Uh oh tier uh, so Raphael Nicholas is saying tier A and B uh, main intercity, tier C secondary, something like interregio. Yeah, kinda of like that, yeah, exactly. Uh, Michael C from the connections looking at the uh, modern era, high speed rail might make more sense. Oh, hundred percent. So yeah, don't confuse this with me saying you don't need high speed rail. Like, the reality is that that you you'd need to have high speed rail at some point, I will. This was partly helping me to think about what I think a, the the pure and perfect high speed rail network would look like for the UK. Rather than going right, we've politically we've got HS two. Let's make the best of it. Me going right. What would I actually make the high speed rail network look like in a, in a perfect world? And and this was kind of feeding into that. So I was trying to optimize it to actually. And and this was kind of a weird output that I was like, ah, oh, this is kind of in, okay. That's why it's a bit scrappy because it was like a bit of a thought. Ha! You know, huh. And I kind of followed it off, scurried off down a little alleyway, kind of going, oh, I wonder what wonder what this would would tell me. And as it happens, I have no idea what it's to- told me. Beerton on Trent, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Sakura also so that Northern Ireland doesn't get forgotten. An island of Ireland episode with this data that could be interesting. I do need to do more Ireland stuff. Absolutely. Um, uh, Michael C is saying how much of this stuff makes sense to implement nowadays. Definitely lower Thames crossing and lines that like that makes sense. Yeah, there's some stuff to pull out of this of gaps, right? So if we put the tier C stuff on, uh, downwind or downriver of the Thames is is a there's some weird route stuff going on uh, and i think the lack of a crossing of the thames down there as much for freight as anything else to be honest is, is an issue and some of this ties into freight a little bit as well uh, one of the things i'm not going to show you is that i'd kind of come up with a the, there are some other things that i'd done for example a connect a, a crossing of um of the of of the the humber to get through hull and providing a connection up to hull so that would give you your some of your kind of hull connectivity that way rather than this way but uh, I, th- I decided to pull back from that because it was kind of watering down a point I, I was making about... I was getting too too grand visionary and, 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 and I wanted to kind of pull back from some of that. But um, yeah, so anyway, there we are. What was, the, what was that? What else have I seen? Does mainline states drive population centers growth? Could you strategically place new town cities? Yeah, the other thing would be, yeah, the new town program would should would have, could have, should have then built its cities on these, you know, on the tier A or the tier B routes um, 
uh, or, or the tier C ones. But but yeah, you'd absolutely strategically place those on these on these routes. Yeah, hundred um, uh, percent. Door hanger ninety three. Uh, I had the same idea with the Midland and GCML and cross country uh, from my own timeline. Nice to know it's just uh, not just me. Yeah, exactly. Jay's transport. Speak of high speed. Do you think NPR will actually be built? I really hope the full line to Leeds gets built. It's so slow right now. Uh, I think it'll happen. Well, Labour are promising it'll happen, but what that actually ends up meaning precisely. They're in opposition. They can say more than the, when they have to face the treasury uh, vampires. I'd love it to be built properly because uh, the current post IRP proposals are a bodge at best, and they're 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 a dog's dinner to be honest. Um, Raphael Nicolaus, uh, what would the regular top speed service for the intercity network look like? Well, you know, you'd be aiming for 125, so a 200 kilometer net an hour network uh, for for certainly for the tier A tier B stuff. You'd be aiming to iron out as many kinks as possible to get close to that in 1950 you'd be aiming for 100 um and then you know that would then continue to in a staggered way you you then do as much speed increasing as you can and iron out the kinks whether where they're not near you know where, where you can where they're kind of away from stations and trains ideally would be going faster chris jackson another interesting idea for future nato would be designing some dedicated freight corridors so very good point have i put it in where have i put it uh, ah yes one of the things I'm going to put on tier B, this is not very clear. Oh, you know what? I'll put it in white. So if I just uh, just do, uh, yeah, sure style um, and make this 20 and make it white. So this is, these are freight receptors. Um, and you can see if you, they're showing up really weirdly. I don't know why they are, but they are here. Weirdly, they're coloring, coloring themselves in blue, which is a bit strange as well. Um, so, yes. So, I did my tier C routes a little bit were paying attention to freight. But you're right. It would be interesting to overlay a strategic freight network over the top of this. Um, I'm in the process of trying to work out a way to not do all the legwork of digitizing a, a freight database myself. So, But but Chris Jackson, it's a very interesting point. Yes. Uh, and and I, I have thought about that. And it be an interesting one to explore um you know get like uh nick from intermodality on nick gallop on to talk about it or something like that just partly because i'm using nick's data to try and uh, to try and kind of uh geolocate some of that data and think about what a network would look like but yeah very 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 good point chris uh that'd be really interesting i think to to think about that to look at that um uh so what other queries have we got uh, let's see. Uh, what does the South Devon mainline do to mitigate dollar seawall? Very good point, Thomas Gray. I, I have a nasty suspicion I didn't actually do anything, um, which you could argue I needed to, but the, I, I don't think the northern route would be where I would take a, a, a mainline. You do need to, you don't, because reversing is messy. and So I, I think what you would do would be, that's not down there, what am I about? Oh, no, it's down there. Yeah, there we are. So there's, there's Exeter and there's Plymouth. Um, what I would do, is, what I think I'd be doing is cutting an inland, cutting a kind of an inland route that kind of cut, cut, kind of cut the cut the corner off, and left this as then a, a kind of left the coastal route as for local services. I think that's probably what I'd do, but I haven't done it here because it's a new thing. I should have done it, shouldn't I? That should have been one of my thick yellows to, to kind of dodge that. You're right. But I think I just did thick yellow bits, you know, new bits where there was a, like a fundamentally missing connection rather than. Yeah, so, so there are lots of things that I'd sort. You know, South Devon coast bit is one. There are loads of kinks and corners that I'd tidy up. Uh, you know, Morpeth Curve and all sorts of things that need to be tidied up. Um, 
Oh, any ideas on how you'd enlarge King's Cross and Pancras to take a huge influx of trains under these plans? Uh, a bit like the combination. There were plans to merge the two stations in various ways throughout history. Uh, so I don't have any particularly fixed ideas, but uh, you'd have not all, but some of it would be through platforms to then connect onto the Channel Tunnel. Uh, the GWR powers for the inland Dawlish Avoider were not surrendered until the 1960s. Oh, what could have been? What could have been, everyone? Anyway, so... Uh, those be my thoughts. Uh, I'm I, I'm going to continue chucking thoughts and questions at me, but I'm going to I'm going to press on with this and get rid of my face and, and do the outro. So, um, audio only format. Uh, thanks for those listening. Uh, hello to everyone listening in audio only format. Uh, th this episode and all the others are going to be lined. All the other patly pre-records are going to be lined up for you to listen to. Um, so you'll actually have on time pod re podcast releases, which will be fun. Uh, patreoncom slash Dennis for supporting me on patreon thanks to everyone who supports me on patreon for anyone who doesn't know there's been there's a new patreon uh, patreon exclusive video just went up where some stuff gets discussed so uh, if you aren't a patreon person you want to see that subscribe you get to watch it there are some bonus uh, elements to being a patreon supporter other than just that warm fuzzy feeling that you that you're uh, helping me to do more of this uh, not fun fun thoughtful nonsense uh, paypal.me slash gareth dennis to if, if you don't fancy a long-term subscription but you you were kind of like oh you know what i enjoyed that uh, and I want want to, but I, but I but I hate Gareth, and I wanted to send him abuse, so I'm going to give him one pound, but but tell him he's a prat. Uh, you can do that. PayPal.me slash Gareth Dennis. You have the technology to do that at your disposal. Uh, GarethDennis.co.uk slash Discord, where all of this chat and more besides goes on. Hello, lovely people in the chat. You're wonderful. Um, that continues in the Discord server. It's a wonderful community of people. Lots of fun, nerdy stuff goes back and forth. Uh, not too many in-jokes, although a fair number of in-jokes. Um, but it's a reasonably accessible place. Go in there, ask your questions, have thoughts, look at maps. I'll put the KML file in there for you to play with. Uh, all good fun stuff for you to do in there. Right, so... The fun thoughts of what are the next few weeks holding for you? Because of course, of course, um, I will be disappearing on on paternity leave, um, to uh, help my wonderful darling wife to uh, raise a little baby, uh, for 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 uh, well for longer than a month. Uh, I'm not just going to give up after a month, but the, I'm taking a month of pat leave. Right, I will not be doing Rail Natters live during that period of time. Rightly so, you will be receiving multiple pre-record episodes. To watch episode 153, High Speed 2. We're going to High Speed 2. We're going to Long Itchington uh, Wood Tunnel. And we're going to look inside a ruddy tunnel boring machine. And it's so cool. I cannot express the extent to which this was a cool thing. And I hope, I hope, I hope I have captured that energy and excitement. Um, and and by giving you a, a long form tour of the inside of a TBM. Uh, Jeff did a video which was great, but obviously Jeff does short videos because he cares about things like actually creating an engaging video. I just kind of fancy taking you all out with me on a bit of a plod in real time. Uh, hence why this video is, it's not too long, but it, you know, it's, it's still like, you know, 40, 50 minutes, whatever it is, an hour. Might be an hour. I can't remember. They're you know what rail at length. Uh, anyway, so that's that. That's 153. As ever with it with a, a chunk of pre-record. I should tell you the next episode too. You're going to get advance warning because this they, these are all on YouTube anyway. Now uh, episode 154, uh, you know, lined up for premieres. They're not watchable on YouTube. Episode 154, an odyssey of historical curiosity with Bob Gwynn. Bob and I, brilliant Bob. Uh, we sit down and we have a lengthy chat about all sorts of historical stuff. And it was brilliant. And I did it, um, recorded it in, in, in one hit, put it up pretty much as it is. 
it's just for you to enjoy. It's 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 delightful. I really enjoyed it. Um, one for you all to, to soak in. Episode 155, I also recorded. I recorded it yesterday evening with Luke Agbimony. Um, Perfection and Imperfection on the Underground. Luke's second Tube Mapper project book is out. And we go on a, a visual odyssey. Uh, I'm using the word odyssey a lot at the moment. A visual adventure through London's various transport systems and, and, and look at the aesthetic sublime um, of those systems. It's a lovely episode. Luke's lovely. We had a lovely time. Uh, we, we get all artistic uh, because I think that's actually a really important part of, of, of public services and systems uh, and transport. So we talk about that. It's great fun. There will be other pre-record episodes besides these. There will be at least one more. Oh, in fact. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. There's another one. Have I not made the uh, thumbnail for this one yet? Huh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. I'm going to go big face while I, it's me. Where have I put... I thought I'd created the thumbnail for that. Thumbs. Uh, ah, yeah, I forgot to put this in. Right, good. Let me put the... I forgot one, everyone. There's another one, everyone. There's another one. Right, here we are. It's in, it's in, it's done. Good. Back to no face again. <laughs> Professional as ever. Oh, my goodness. Episode 156. Uh, we have a long chat with... Uh, we have a nice chat with Charlotte Kingston um, of the National Air Museum. We talk about what the hell is happening there. What's going on? Many things. What's happening? Let's talk about it. So we do. I do a bit of a tour of the innovation platform. Uh, I look at Class 84 and, and make excited, happy noises. Oh, um, and it's good. And, and after this, there'll be another episode, which... Uh, we'll be with someone who's watching the episode right now. Ooh, that's exciting. Um, so, uh, that. Uh, for those of you saying uh, happy birthday, thank you. Yes, it is my birthday. You've enjoyed a live real natter on my birthday. Uh, so thanks for that. You, you've also got me looking like uh, a guy from Boston. Boston, uh, with my like white shirt, blue, sh white t-shirt, blue shirt combo. I, I look like a, yeah, I'm, I'm going for blue collar worker look right except i'm not carrying it off anyway right <sighs> you lovely lot what an evening thanks for joining me this evening i'm gonna run away now because this episode's gone a bit long um i will see you all in over a month over a month oh um i will yeah penboy thapis uh uh i will see uh oh thanks mrs Biffelchips as well oh, very kind thanks everyone ah Oh, you lovely people wish me happy birthday. Marvellous. Um, babies do indeed, indeed change uh, your life. Yes, that is, that's that's the general idea, I hope. I will see... <laughs> I have to leave the chat now, because you're all... Uh, I don't think... Did I miss any good questions? Let me whiz back up. Uh, Plants of GWR to build Dawlish Avoid back in uh, 1939. Yeah, cover that. Uh, Tears based to populations. One thing, what about existing traffic flows? Uh, yeah, it's an interesting potential thing, but I, I like... I, 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 I'm less of a fan of existing traffic flows, because those, those are kind of influenced by good road transport or rubbish public transport whereas looking at populations is like the opportunity to create journeys that don't necessarily currently exist um uh, and i think we need to do more of that rather than less you know more thinking about potential journeys and less thinking about how do we add two percent to existing journeys uh will there be a use in the edinburgh suburban being kept as one of those urban rings like in the tier a cities no none um none at all because uh, edinburgh is doesn't kind of need to have that type of a service because nothing goes through edinburgh from the east nothing goes through Edinburgh from the west so you don't need it um oh right good questions oh, that was fun oh, that was chaos i don't know what we learned we didn't learn anything but it was some fun it was classic rail natter nonsense i'm gonna wave you all farewell um everyone just just a pleasure oh you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go in 
Oh, you know what? Stuff it. You're going to see my mouse when I set up the end here. Cheerio, everyone. <laughs> Cheerio!